You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. We got some NBA talk, some MLB some NCAA basketball. How you doing? That's right. Tonight is Sunday, so that means it is a ball night. Everything balls. And the left one is always bigger than the right. <laughs> because that's the basketball. Ha! Gotcha. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and talk about the past week NBA records. Let's do it. Starting in ascending order in the Eastern Conference, the Pistons went 0-4. Magic and Wizards went 1-3. Cavaliers 2-3. The Raptors and Bulls both went 1-3. The Pacers went 3-1. The Heat are on a slide right now at 0-4. The Celtics went 3-2. The Hawks 1-2. The Knicks 3-1. The Hornets went undefeated this last week at 3-0. The Bucks 2-2. And the Nets and 76ers went 3-1. In the Western Conference, the Timberwolves went 1-3. The Rockets went 2-3, ending that 20-game losing streak finally. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. The Thunder, 2-2. Two two. The Pelicans, 3-1. The Kings, surprising a lot of people, going 4-0. The Warriors on a slide and 0-3. The Grizzlies went 2-2. Two two. Spurs, 1-3. Mavericks and Blazers and Nuggets, both went, all three went 2-2. Two two. The Lakers are hurting right now with... Uh, Missing Anthony Davis and LeBron James are at one and three. The Clippers, like anyone gives a crap, went one and four. I mean four and zero. Oh. Um, <laughs> wish it was one and four. Uh, the Suns went three and one, and the Jazz are four and zero oh in the last week of basketball. Next up, we have the NBA standings. This will be in descending order, starting from the top. Uh, we are also giving you the ten. Uh, 1 through 10 seed, because those are the playoff-eligible seeds at this point. 
So, are you ready, sir? Yes, I am. <clears throat> All right. Starting in the Eastern Conference, the first seed is still the 76ers at 32-14 and 14 with a 696 percentage. And, of course, since they lead the conference, they are no games back. The Brooklyn Nets are the two seed, 31-15. and 15, <clears throat> Excuse me. With a 674 percentage and one game back. The Bucks are 29-16 with a 644 percentage and two and a half back. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Hornets are 23-21 with a 523 percentage and eight games back. The Knicks are 24-22 with a 522 percentage. And that little slightly underscore percentage is still enough to technically have them in a virtual tie with the Hornets at eight games back. The Hawks are 23 and 22 with a 5.11 win percentage and are eight and a half back. The Celtics are 500 at 23 and 23, nine games back. The Heat are 22 and 24, 4.78 percentage. Uh, I think I messed up there. That's not 20 games back. I think that was supposed to be 10 games back. <laughs> My bad. Uh, the Pacers are 21 and 23 with a 4.77 percentage. That slight little undertake keeps them at 10 games back, just like the Heat. Virtually tied, basically. And the Bulls are 19-25 and 25 and 12 games out of first place. Moving on to the Western Conference. My favorite conference. Because mm-hmm. my favorite team is in that conference. So, there you go. The Utah Jazz are the first seed still at 34-11 and 11 and a 756 percentage. <clears throat> the Suns are 30-14, and 14, a 682 percentage and 3.5 and back. The Clippers are 31-16 and with a 660 percentage and four games back. The Lakers are 29-17 with a 630 percentage and five and a half back. The Nuggets are 27-18 with a 600 percentage and seven games back. The Blazers, same boat, 27-18, 600 percentage and seven games back. Let's see here. The Dallas Mavericks are 23-20, 10 games back and a 535 uh, win percentage. The San Antonio Spurs are 23 and 21, 523 win percentage, and 10 and a half back. The Grizzlies, 21 and 22, with a 488 win percentage, 12 games back. And the Warriors are 22 and 24, 478 win percentage, and 12 and a half back of the Jazz. Woo! Boy. It's been a fun one so far. Seems like it. Yes, sir. All right, man, so we're going to switch gears and talk a little baseball. First off, in this aspect, it is with many condolences to the Bell family that, as we learned, the passing of Minnesota Twins bench coach, younger brother to the Cincinnati Reds manager, David Bell, Mike Bell, who on Friday lost his battle with kidney cancer at the age of 46. Bell had surgery January 28th to remove the growth that was discovered earlier that month. Mike Bell only played 19 games in the majors back in 2000 for the Cincinnati Reds, but he would spend 13 years with the Arizona Diamondbacks in player development and minor league managing. Making his way up the coaching range, it seemed like it was just a matter of time before Mike Bell would end up being a manager like his older brother and their father. Cooper, your thoughts and prayers and condolences and good vibes to the Bell family. Yeah, man, this is this is very sad. Uh... He's a very young dude. I mean, 46 years old, that's that's not old at all. No. Um, so, my condolences to his family and, and uh, many prayers go out to him. And and uh, rest easy, my friend. Yes, sir. It's uh, always hard when you hear about someone losing cancer, especially if you are someone who knows somebody 
personally that's lost their yeah. battle with cancer, so it makes it even tougher. It always gets a lump in your throat, like Ugh. yeah, because uh, it's just it's a terrible thing that people still have to go through this at this point in juncture in our lives. <clears throat> so, but all our condolences, good vibes, happy thoughts, prayers, and to the Bell family as they have to. <clears throat> and of course, the organizations of the Cincinnati Reds and the Minnesota Twins, as as they have to deal with this sudden and un, um, unforeseen loss that just recently happened. Anyways, um, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of go from that to talking about something that was a little bit funny, but uh, yeah. some Dodger fans took it upon themselves to troll the Red Sox organization in Boston. They purchased a space on a billboard just outside Fenway Park that read as follows. Dear Boston, thank you for Mookie Betts. Sincerely, Dodger fans <laughs> and at Patone, Pantone294. The Mookie Betts, of course, was acquired last offseason and helped lead the Dodgers in the pandemic-shortened season to their first World Series since 1988. Well, their first World Series championship. They've been to the series since then, but... And what seems to be a lopsided trade when you include David Price coming coming with bets, the Dodgers now have a very strong lineup in their one through eight hitters, plus a sor- solid starting rotation. It would be very shocking if the Dodgers do not once again win the NL West division and make their way to another World Series appearance and title. But Cooper, what are your thoughts on our fellow Dodger fans trolling your former favorite team? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Most times I'd be pissed off about a situation like this, but being a Dodger fan and being the fact that, you know, it is what it is. They t- they took Mookie Betts. I think it's awesome that the fans went and did this, and uh, that's a real fan base right there. So I- I'm happy to be a part of it. Right. It was funny to see. I was just that's, like, that's just yeah, hilarious. That's ballsy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes, sir. All right, so... With that, we kind of forgot about the season being right around the corner. So, since we couldn't do it next weekend because it would be already the start of the season, Cooper, it is time to give our 2021 MLB predictions. Division by division, pennant winners, and, of course, World Series champs. So, are you ready? Let's do it. Starting off, Cooper, who do you think wins the AL East? I picked the the Rays close behind the Yankees and Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. With the Rays ending the 2020 season at 40 and 20, and the Yankees at 37 and 27, with the Blue Jays at 32 and 28. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I picked the Yankees because the Yankees and the Yankees, and you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be close though with with them falling right behind them. So we'll see what happens. So, wait, I thought you picked the Rays. Wait, what did it say? I thought you Oh, yeah, I picked the Rays. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I, mess, I misread that. That's my bad. See, this is why I don't read on here. <laughs> this is why I leave it all to Big Man. I'm like, hey, Big Man, you do the read, dude. I'll just, you know, be like, hey, what's up? So, yeah, I picked the Rays close behind Yankees and Blue Jays. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I, as much as, you know... Mm-hmm. I am a Dodgers fan. I still hate the Yankees. I don't know. I still hold a grudge against them. So, Everybody hates the Yankees, you know, man. That is what it is. You either love the Yankees because you're a Yankees you fan, or you hate them. There's no, oh, man, you know what? I like the Yankees. No, you either love them or you hate them. There's no liking the Yankees. Yeah. You can, can respect them and still hate them, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect them, but I hate them. Yeah. I mean, still, I kind of don't really respect them that much either, but... 
Uh, unfortunately, I did go with the Yankees. I think the Yankees did enough this offseason. Plus, the Rays did trade away Snell, one of their starting pitchers. Um, I just I think the Rays will take a step back. Plus, it's a it's not really usually when you consider a baseball season, you consider it a, a marathon, not a race. But yeah, with the shortened season last year, it really was I, a race. I think with me, it was like I knew the Yankees could be like the top, <laughs> but I think I I thought well, screw them Yankees. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I respect them enough to pick them to win the ALE. So Cooper, your prediction. For the AL Central. I picked the Indians. Mm. I say with them only being a game back and tied in... Uh, I say with them only being a game back and tied in a game back. With the White Sox finishing the 2020 season at 35-25, and 25, it's going to be a tough season for the Central Division with the Minnesota Twins finishing up the year off at 36-24. and 24. Who knows... Who will win this division? It def- it's definitely going to be a toss-up, though. You're right about that. Um, I actually picked... I myself picked the White Sox only because of, they did a lot of work this offseason. They got a, a manager in Tony La Russa who knows how to win. Um, I know Sarah Palin didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean... She's like yeah. the, the one that was all butthurt and like yeah, overfit about it. Yeah. So. so, I know she wasn't thrilled with it, but at the same time... Um, I think the the only thing that might hurt the White Sox is they're going to be without their star outfielder who recently injured his shoulder trying to bring back a home run in spring training. But I don't know. They might have enough firepower in that lineup to make up for his loss. So that's why I kind of picked the White Sox in that aspect. But you're right. It could still – you you are right. It could be a toss-up. We could both it, could be it, wrong. It could be the Twins. It, it's a raise, dude. The Central Division on both sides mm-hmm. is like – you don't know, so right. That's the way that usually works with the uh, AL Central and NL Central. You're right on yeah. that aspect. So in the AL West, Koopa, who you got? I picked the Oakland A's here mm-hmm. with them finishing the season at 36 and 24. Mm-hmm. Though the though the Astros are right behind them at 29 and 31, mm-hmm. I don't see them getting back to the series anytime soon. And this division is more about who sucks less. Yeah, basically you're right about that. It's this uh seemed like a division, but basically who doesn't suck so much? And you know what? If we never see the Astros go back to the series, I'd be forever happy. And we almost saw that too. So, they almost went back last year to face the Dodgers. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But luckily, the Rays held them off in Game Seven of the ALCS. Yes, thank you, Rays. That was a close one. <laughs> but um, I did pick the A's as well. Uh, the Athletics just seem to figure out a way to win enough, and all of a sudden they're there. But then they fire sell at some point. Yeah. Um, depends on how the season will go, whether or not we'll determine whether or not they will do another fire sell at the trade deadline. Um, the Astros, though, I I don't want to give them their props, but you're it's like they just won't die. Right. <laughs> they're like. A, Flipping cockroach, man. They're just like, there. And you're like, didn't they kill you? Yeah. And they're there. And you're just like, oh my they're God. Please. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, so would I be surprised if the Astros won the division? No. Yeah. But do I think they're going to? No. So, we'll see what happens though. All right. Heading back to the East, but on the NL side. Koopa, who you got winning the NL East? 
I picked the Braves. With the Braves finishing out the season at 35 and 25, I think they have a chance to stay at the, or to stay on top. Though the second place position in the NL East might be a tussle between the Marlins finishing off the season at 31 and 29 and the Phillies finishing the season off at 28 and 32. Yeah. I had a real hard time not Picking the Mets because of the offseason they had. Getting Francisco Lariano, Carlos Carrasco from the Indians. And it was, so I was just like, oh God, how do I not pick them? And then they, of course, they almost got Trevor Bauer, but then he ended up picking the Dodgers. It was just like, uh, but then again, they're trying to be the Yankees. Even the Yankees in the last... 20 years really haven't been able to buy a championship. Yeah, they haven't been the Yankees. So, it's not necessarily going to be... I mean, I know, yes, I can sit there and say that the Dodgers just won with one of the biggest payrolls in baseball last year. I understand that. But a lot of their big payroll players are players that came up in the division. Only one really from the outside was Mookie Betts. When we, when we got him last year. Everybody else basically had come up or we acquired them at a point where they were still kind of minor leaguers and then we brought them up. Every, yeah. Pretty much everybody else. So where the Yankees bought most of their players outside the farm system. And same goes with the Mets now as they're trying to bolster. So it was a hard one, but the way the Braves played last year, I don't see them taking a step back. And they had... No fear. Granted, they did blow a, a series lead to the Dodgers and really honestly should have beat us in the playoffs last year. But I think now with that experience oh, and that chip mean, on their shoulder yeah. and that hunger, watch out for the Braves, honestly. Oh, yeah. All right, man. So moving on to the NL Central. Koopa, who you got? I had to pick the Cubbies, man. You had to pick your Cubbies, didn't yeah. you? With the Cubs finishing off the season at 34-26, and 26, they have a chance to run it back, but it will be a tough. It will be tough considering the NL Central is a race. Uh, is a race this next year with the Cardinals at thirty and twenty eight and the Reds at thirty one and twenty nine, Brewers at twenty nine and thirty one and the Pirates at nineteen and forty one. Damn, ain't saying much about this horrible outcome. Being the worst record in Yeah, the Pirates, we can definitely just go ahead and mark them out of probably... Out of any kind of we, contention at yeah, all. Yeah, we can <laughs> probably go ahead and eliminate them from the playoffs right now. I mean, come on. Yeah. that, that They're just looking like garbage right now. Um, I almost wanted to go with you on the Cubs here, but they don't longer have Theo Epstein. They no longer have Joe, uh, Joe Madden as their manager. I think they're going to honestly take a big step back this year. And because of that, the Cardinals are like the San Antonio Spurs of Major League Baseball. They just find a flipping way to win. They never die. They just won't go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, look, you, honestly, if you look at the San Antonio Spurs, we just talked about it in the standings. It's ridiculous yeah. how they are still... What? Where do I have them at? Uh, whatever it is. It's ridiculous, though. You think they would be worse off than what they really are, but they're not. They're still in it. So you can never see um, see them out. Where did I have them at? Eighth. So right now they're eighth. 
They were six not that long ago, but they're still in it. That's the yeah. point. You think though, no, you know, you don't have there. you don't have Ginobili, you don't have Parker, you don't have Duncan, you don't even have Kawhi Leonard, but yet here they are still fighting for a playoff spot. It's ridiculous. They just won't die. <laughs> it's like that uh, audio on TikTok that you hear every once in a while. How did you not die? <laughs> it's just weird. It won't. They won't do it, man. So I'm not counting out the Cardinals. And I, like I said, I kind of expect the Cubs to take a step back. All right, man. So, of course, our division, the NL West. Koopa, I already know who you got, but tell them who you got. I'm picking the Dodgers. With the Dodgers ending the season off at uh, 43-17 and 17 and coming off a World Series win, mm-hmm. I see them running it all the way back. The only one that might have a chance to catch them in the standings might be the Padres at 37-23. and 23. Yeah. The Padres improved. And I'm going to give them credit for that. They improved. They're tired of being little brother in Southern California. Yeah. I give them credit for that. Props to you guys. That is very big time. I'm glad saying, because look, San Diego, you lost your football team. And I'm sorry, and I hate that you lost your football team. I really wish you could take them back, honestly. I swear to God. <laughs> and, you, and he knows that. Cooper knows that. He hears me whine about it all the time. Well, like it's, it's and, really kind of shitty when the only reason why you're in L.A. is because your owner threw a fit about it. Yeah, threw a whining bag crybaby yeah. fit. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. But look what we did this offseason. We got Trevor Flipping Bauer, reigning Cy Young award winner. Yeah. We now have Kershaw, Bauer, Walker Bueller, oh, yeah. David Price. We can either throw Julio Arias or Dustin May at you in the fifth spot. We can just rotate them in and out. Yeah. Who are you going to freaking beat? You might bet. Right now, unfortunately, I hate to say it, you can probably beat Kershaw. That's probably going to be your best bet right now. Because Kershaw is not the Kershaw of old, unfortunately. Yeah. Kershaw is not winning a Cy Young anytime soon, uh, which is sad. But... At the same point, he's still a solid pitcher. Not the best anymore, but solid. We got a dangerous starting rotation. We could even, if we have to, we can throw one of those guys into the bullpen and get great innings out of him. I expect a bounce back from Kenley Jensen. They said he's looked actually pretty good this spring. So I'm going to buy that from Dave Roberts and the rest of the organization. Plus, look at our lineup. We got Mookie, and we got Mookie flipping bets. Bite me, Snoopy. Tell me you can do something with that. Good luck. Yeah. 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 All right. You good with your soapbox, bro? Yeah, I'm okay now. <laughs> All right, bro. So, who do you got winning the AL pennant? Representing the AL in the World Series. Did you get your notes for that? Uh, I think you kind of just only gave me your division winners. Yeah, I just gave you the division. So, the out of the Indians, Rays, and A's... Or any of the wild, you can pick a wild card team too because it'll be wild card team. So, there you got AL what? AL pennant winner. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to represent the AL in the World Series? Who's making it to the World Series out of the American League? Who you got? The Indians. Indians. Wow. That's Give it to the Indians, man. Because <laughs> it might be the only time you can. <laughs> Shit, bro. Well, they're threatening to change their name soon, so, you know. I know, right? That's, I mean. <laughs> right. So tired of this. Uh, I'm picking the Yankees because, well, it's 
It's the Yankees. It's the Yankees, but why not, basically? Don't see why not. Anyway, all right, and should I even ask who your NL pennant winner is going to be? Nope. All right, so the, for any of you that needs to know, he's repre- he's having the Dodgers in. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm having the Dodgers in, because why would I pick against my Dodgers? Hello. And then World Series champs, do we need to ask? Nope. All right, then. Dodgers, you want to, I say Dodgers and six. Oh, yes, yes. So I'm giving the Indians two. Or Yankees two, you're giving the Indians two. That's it. That's all you get. Four to two. All right. You ready to talk some more basketball? Let's do it. All right. Starting with some college basketball. As we know, the March Madness tournaments have been commencing, and it's been fun. The 15 seed Oral Roberts Cinderella run, though, has come to an end in the Sweet 16 when they lost a close game to 3 seed Arkansas, 72-70. to 12 seeded Oregon State, though, however, is still riding a wave of success as they are in the Elite Eight after beating Chicago Lo- uh, Loyola Chicago. There we go. Say it right, big man. Ending their own Cinderella run. On the women's side, being played in Texas, it has been mostly chalk on their bracket. Bracket? Bracket. There we go. North Carolina State was the first one seed to go down, losing to four-seeded Indiana. The lowest remaining seeds remaining in the women's bracket are two seeds in Two six seeds, I forgot to put the six in there, in Oregon and Texas, and unfortunately uh, the women's team lost for Oregon. So it's only Texas left <laughs> is the lowest seed there. Uh, both playing tonight, like I just said, so Texas has a chance to move on still, if they can. Uh, UCLA, as an 11 seed, has a chance to be another double-digit seed to advance to the Elite Eight as they battle two-seed Alabama tonight in the, in the men's bracket. So, Cooper... What are your thoughts on this March Madness? March Madness. That's all you got to say, dude. It's madness. It's freaking nuts. So, yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm definitely excited. Of course, the uh, men's Ducks team is going to play tonight, too. And I hope they do a little better than the women did against Louisville. Oh, yeah. Because that was bad. So, anyway. All right. So, you ready to talk some pro sports? Let's do it. Pro basketball? The NBA trade deadline was this past Thursday, and it did not disappoint. Starting after midnight on March 25th, the first move was the Sacramento Kings acquiring DeLon White from the Detroit Pistons for Corey Joseph and two second-round picks. The next move, though, wouldn't come for nearly 10 hours later when the Denver Nuggets acquired JaVale McGee from the Cleveland Cavaliers for Isaiah Hartenson, a 2023 protected second-round pick through the number 46 pick in that Draft and a unprotected 2027 second round pick. Shortly after that, the Orlando Magic agreed to trade All Star center Nikola Vujicic, Vujicic, there we go, and Alfarik Amino to the Chicago Bulls for Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., and two first round picks. The next move that would happen on the trade deadline would be the Orlando Magic again as they traded away Evan Fournier to the Boston Celtics for two second-round picks. Orlando was back at it again on their fire sale as they sent Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark to the Denver Nuggets for Gary Harris, uh, R.J. Hampton, and a protected 2025 first-round pick. Usually that's um, lottery protected when it comes to first-round picks. The Bulls would be uh, make another move, sending Daniel Gaffer and Chandler Hutchinson to the Wizards in exchange for Troy Brown Jr., 
and uh, Moritz Wagner. Miami Heat with a move receiving Nemanja Bishalik. I can't remember Bishalik. I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. Damn it! For uh, Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. I said Maurice, but they call him Mo. A three-team trade involving the 76ers, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the New York Knicks also happened. The 76ers acquired George Hill from the Thunder and Ignas Brazidikis. Hope I pronounced that right. From the New York Knickerbockers. The Thunder got Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, and 2025 and 2026 second-round picks from the 76ers. The Knicks received Terrence Terrence Ferguson and Vincent Poirier, but planned to uh, waive Poirier. The Raptors made a big trade, but it was not Kyle Lowry like many predicted it would be. Instead, they traded Norman Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. The Utah Jazz would get involved in trading, acquiring Matt Thomas from the Toronto Raptors for a future second-round pick. This was thought, to, of course, to be a move to open a roster spot to take on an additional player in a trade for Kyle Lowry. The Los Angeles Clippers got themselves a point guard in Rajon Rondo, prying him away from the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Lou Williams and two future second-round picks. <sighs> and, of course, I heard Skip Bayless was relentlessly annoying on Undisputed, but I didn't watch, so I don't care. <laughs> Let's see here. The Raptors would make another move right before the 3 p.m. Eastern deadline again, but at this time it's not Kyle Lowry once again, but Terrence Davis to the Kings for a future second-round pick. In a not-so-surprising announcement, the New Orleans Pelicans stated that Lonzo Ball would not be traded prior to the deadline. And I'll tell you why I think that was surprising in a moment. Not so surprising, I mean. The Houston Rockets traded away Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and swapping first-round pick rights in 2022. Basically, if the Heat have a better pick than the Rockets, the Rockets have the right to switch um, picks in 2022. So they may or may not get a 2022 first-round pick. Just I kind of doubt it because the Rockets will suck more than the Heat next year, so... Uh, it was then announced that Raptors had decided not to trade Kyle Lowry as they did not get an enticing enough package to make a trade. The Golden State Warriors traded Marquise Chris in cash to the San Antonio Spurs. They also sent Brad Wanamaker to the Charlotte Hornets for Katie Lalane in cash considerations. The Celtics and Bulls swapped centers in the Celtics getting Mo Wagner and the Bulls getting Daniel Feast. Uh, the Pelicans do make a trade when they sent J.J. Redick to, and uh, Niccolo Melli to the Dallas Mavericks for James Johnson, Wes Iwindu, and a 2021 second-round pick. After being unable to move LaMarcus Aldridge, the San Antonio Spurs complete a buyout process in the amount of $5.8 million. After claiming waivers on Saturday, LaMarcus Aldridge shocked the sports gurus when he signed with the already-loaded Brooklyn Nets. A lot of the gurus had him going to Miami. He decided to go to Brooklyn. I'm sorry with the choice. I'd honestly rather go to Miami, but you know that's just yeah. me. Even though I guess he's thinking he can get a championship with Brooklyn, so maybe that's why. The Sacramento Kings announced they plan to waive Jabari Parker and Mafiondo Cabanagha. I don't even know how to pronounce that. I'm not even going to try again. Mm-hmm. To bring their roster back down to the maximum 15-player allotment. 
Since being picked number two overall in the 2014 draft, Parker has played for five teams in his seven seasons and looks for team number six. The Cleveland Cavaliers, who are unable to find a willing taker of, 28, of the $28 million remaining on his contract, began the buyout process of Andre Drummond. Drummond, who is only 27 years old still, will be a hot commodity when he hits the market. Both the te- LA teams, the Knicks and the Celtics, the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Heat will gauge his interest. The desperate out of them all currently is the Los Angeles Lakers, who need depth at center position, especially someone who can start and keep the team afloat while Davis and LeBron continue rehabbing their injuries. Uh, all trade notes come from ESPN.com that were given to them by ESPN NBA insider Adrian Rojanowski. Whew! That was a lot to take in and say, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, Cooper, your thoughts on the fun trade deadline that I just oh, went through. Oh, man, dude. Just so many people going different places. and mm-hmm. just, just this time of year is always crazy, man. It is. So, yeah, if you're not paying attention, you don't see something like, where'd that guy go? Oh, he's over there. What? What? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you had, uh, like, uh, Moritz Wagner moved twice. He went from, where'd he go from? I had it. Where'd he go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? He went somewhere and then he went to the Celtics. Chicago. He got traded to Chicago. And then Chicago turned around and traded him um, to the Celtics. Yeah, anyway. so it's just it's crazy, dude. I mean, All right. you never know what's going to happen at the trade deadline. Right, it's it, it's nuts. So, um, the reason why I said it was a not-so-surprising trade, uh, or not-so-surprising that he wasn't traded, uh, Lonzo Ball, well, people are like, well, is it saying you're not surprised because they want to keep Lonzo? No, it's not surprising because they want to keep Lonzo. It's not surprising at all in the fact that they could use Lonzo as a piece in an off-season trade to get a veteran next year. Um, they got a lot of good young pieces, Lonzo is actually playing actually really well this year. Probably could be moved. Um, I still think, even though he wasn't considered to be traded this year, I still think it's a possibility he gets traded this offseason. And they might look to try to get in the Bradley Beal sweepstakes, and having Lonzo Ball would be a key component to getting that trade done. Oh, yeah. So that's why I think he'll still be a part of that. So, moving on to the next part, we're going to still kind of talk about the trade deadline in the S aspect. It became official after starting decent this season and then sliding to the near the bottom of the Eastern Conference. The Orlando Magic are once again rebooting with an eye towards the future. This organization just cannot seem to get their roster together. Ever since they traded away Dwight Howard, this organization cannot put together enough uh, put together everything it needs to compete. It is a bit of a head-scratcher since they are located near tourist destinations in a state without state income taxes and not too far from beautiful beaches. We get that Orlando is considered a small market, but it should be ran like a big attraction. Owner Richard DeVos needs to get to the right people in there and stop with this financial crunch. Basically, penny-pinching. Yeah, definitely. Spend some money on a damn roster or sell the team to someone who will. I mean, come on. Please do. You know, you know, I'd love to go watch some uh, some good basketball. And uh, I'm sorry, but I don't feel like going all the way down to Miami. Orlando's close. Yeah, I would love to be able to just go down to the Amway Center in Orlando because it's not that far. And for the love of God, or move someone to Jacksonville. I would greatly appreciate that because it's even closer. Yeah. It'd be nice, you know. I might 
Y'all keep this up. I'm just going to go watch the Gators play basketball because y'all freaking are pissing me off. Miami's right, too right. far to go all the time. And Orlando's closer, but y'all suck, and I'm just going to go to watch Unless the Gators. Unless you just go watch the Lakers. Well, I'm going to Miami for the Lakers game. <laughs> then there's that, right? <laughs> because at least it's Miami, and I can have fun, too, while I'm out right. there. I mean, I just don't get I mean, I understand. This is the South. We're a, we're a football country down here. Territory. So I get it. But at the same time, you you don't even try to make yourself an attract, an attractive destination when they know you pinch pennies. Who wants to come here when they know you're going to pinch pennies? Right. It's like, it's like, no wonder everybody wants to leave whoever you draft that's good. Shaq wanted to leave. Anthony Hardaway wanted to leave. Um, Dwight wanted to leave because they know you're going to sit there and pinch pennies. Will you pay them? Sure, you will be willing to pay them, but you're not willing to pay anybody else. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. You can pay your guy all you want, but you got to pay for players to make them be- to make the team better, and they just don't do it. And it's ridiculous. So, once again, Orlando, we're sorry that you're again in a rebuild. Yeah. When's it going to end? <laughs> At this point, probably never. Oh, it's sad. But it is what it is. Only two... NBA Finals appearances in their whole history. Ugh. Once with Shaq, once with Dwight. Once losing to the Lakers, the other losing to the Rockets. It's still weird that they lost to the Rockets in the 90s. I digress. <laughs> Alright, folks. It only took 20 straight losses, but the Houston Rockets finally won a basketball game for the first time since February 4th. The win came against the Toronto Raptors at home this past Monday. John Wall had a triple-double that game with 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. They also got a heck of a performance out of rookie uh, Jay Sean Tate, who had a career-high 22 points to go along with 6 boards, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Of course, the Rockets would go on to lose their next two games, including blowing a huge lead late in the fourth quarter against the Timberwolves on Friday night when they allowed Minnesota to go on a 22-0 run to end the game. But, Houston, you finally did it! The The losing streak is over! And then you started a new one, and then you ended it again. Houston, we have a problem here. You're supposed to win and then keep winning, not win and then just sputter out real quick. Well, then again, they're rebooting too, because that's why they got rid of Victor Oladipo. Then there's that, dude. I'm looking forward to Miami. I don't don't get it, man. I don't get it. Again, it's probably because Texas doesn't give a crap about basketball like they think they do. They try to say, we love all of our sports. No, you're a football town. Yeah. There's a reason why Friday Night Lights, the movie, and the TV show series was based in high school football in Texas. Because That's how true. crazy you all are. It's not It's not crazy. Football is... Well, is, I'm, not, I'm just saying, that's how... I'm not saying they're crazy. I'm just saying that that's how passionate they are. They're passionate about their it. Craziness yeah. is pa- is their craziness is their passion as football. And I get it. We love football. I no mean, doubt about it. You look at Varsity Blues, too. There you go. There's there's another Texas-based... True. I forgot about Varsity Blues. Thank you. So... So, so I get it. But you got to make yourself an attraction. You can't penny-pinch all the damn time. And that's actually what I enjoyed about Daryl Morey. He was trying not to penny-pinch. And that's why he had James Harden, Chris Paul... 
Um, but the only problem is that's the only two he was willing to pay, honestly. And then they couldn't build any more talent around him. And it was just like, my God, dude. You got to understand, we're in a game of basketball now. You have to be able to pay for three players. Yeah. Or you have to have a very good talent around, like the Lakers, they're paying two really good players. You can consider top five in the league players, talent-wise, but they got smart and paid for really good players to surround them with. That's their problem. They didn't pay for really good players. They paid for average to below average players to pair with Paul and Harden, and it cost them. And then they tried last year with uh, Harden and Westbrook, and it failed because it was two ball-dominant guards playing basketball together. It wasn't going to work, and it was proven. It didn't work. That's why it didn't go very far in the playoffs. So I'm off my soapbox now. Just saying. I understand it, man. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, especially when you see see good talent go to these teams, and they waste their time there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole point in playing the game is getting to that, you know, getting that championship ring, dude. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just I don't get what these small market leagues you're thinking when they're doing stuff like this because you, you've you got to win, dude. That's And if you're paying somebody, if you're only paying two players that much, you're right. Surround them with people that, that up their game. Yeah. So. I mean, cause at least with, when you got a talent like LeBron, he also elevates other players. But the problem is, is Harden doesn't elevate anybody. Paul tried to elevate people, but Paul also couldn't stay freaking healthy. That's the only thing that worries about me for the Suns. Paul's playing great for them right now, but is injury Paul going to be showing up anytime soon? Because if injury Paul shows up, the Suns will go absolutely nowhere quickly Yeah, in the playoffs. So that's what worries me for them, and that's what showed for um, the Rockets. Up 3-2 against Golden State, Paul with a bad... I believe it was a bad calf. Couldn't play those last two games. Houston blew a 3-2 lead, and then the Warriors would go on and play for the NBA Finals, and I believe won that year. So it's just like, hello? Yeah. you got to give somebody – you either got to make sure your guy is able to elevate the players around him, or if he is not that type of player, you got to at least get somebody who can get their shot on their own. Oh, yeah. So – I'm off the soapbox, I swear to God. I'm off, I'm off. No, but seriously, dude, like, it does frustrate me, too, living in in Florida. Oh, I know, and just sitting there. At least Miami's trying. You know, you see so many... At least Miami's trying. I'll give them credit, they're trying. I mean, like, like looking at the Jaguars, I'm actually excited to actually, you know, maybe root for them this year. I haven't really rooted for any Florida teams because... There's nobody to root for. I mean, sure, you could root for for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, but I don't really care for that because it's just like you guys just brought them in to win some championships to make yourselves look good. Yeah. When in all honesty, if he wasn't there, if he wasn't there, if Gronk wasn't there, they wouldn't have made it there. Yeah. I'm sorry, they wouldn't have. You know, and what's stupid is, is like, 
you they're like, well, everybody wants to go to L.A., but they have sales. They have a sales. I mean, not sales, but a state income tax. Yeah, but it's because it's L.A. You can make up what you lose on your NBA, NFL, MLB contract by being in commercials. By being in all sorts of advertising. Hell, LeBron's trying to build his own flipping empire. He literally has a sports agency that is his, but not in actual paperwork. It's his. Clutch Sports. LeBron owns Clutch Sports. Whether you want to agree to it or not, technically he doesn't. But in reality, we all know. He owns Clutch Sports. As soon as he retires... We'll hear the big announcement. LeBron James is now officially the owner of Clutch Sports. Because you can't own an, uh, an agency and be technically the owner of an agency that runs other players' contracts. Because that's that's a no-no. Yeah. That's insider information, basically. Yeah. And that's not going to be <laughs> But if a wink-wink and a handshake, technically LeBron is the owner of Clutch Sports. He's got that. He started a... a production company he's starring in commercials he's starred in the new space jam movie that comes out this summer he's made he's figuring out ways to make money outside of basketball where he's making up for what he lost on his contract by being in los angeles and everybody does it if you're going to be in los angeles you can figure out a way to make up for your loss in income tax state income tax Oh, yeah. But when you, you have and not only that, you got a good enough agent, you you know it's like hey, yeah, you know, give me this commercial. Hey, I'll do this. Hey, mm-hmm. I'll do. You got to be open to doing it too, though. Yeah. So. And then you got Florida though, and Texas. I've heard. I haven't been to Texas, so I, but I'm going based on what I've heard. It's actually a, if you get towards the cities, or even the suburbs of the big cities, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, in San Antonio, it's really nice places to live, even the suburbs. And they have no state income tax. So why can't you freaking do what you need to do? Dallas, look at what the Cowboys do. They suck. <laughs> but it's the brand. And you will make money on top of money that you're already making. And it's a nice place to live. You know, it's just it's just baffling to me, honestly. It's just like giving me a headache to think about it anymore. Florida's a nice place to live. We don't live in the great part of Florida. But when you're living in a place where you're playing a professional sport, Jacksonville, oh, yeah. there's plenty of great places out in Jacksonville. There's plenty of great places out in Tampa and St. Petersburg. Oh, there's yeah. plenty of great places in Miami and South Beach and all that. So what's your excuse? Your your ownership is the excuse. Now, like I said, the Heat are trying. Yeah. We'll give them credit. They're trying. They're not doing so hot right now. We honestly think it's partly because they got a little worn down. Um, uh, Jimmy did get hurt for a little bit, so that kind of put them back. I think now with Victor Oladipo, who's a good scorer, Jimmy won't have to put on his Superman cape anymore and feel like he's got to do it all for the team. Yeah. Which will help. So I expect a lot. I actually expect that team to eventually figure it out, work it out, and then get going again. Um, the Dolphins finally seem like they might have got it figured out. They almost made the playoffs last year. Two is the question mark at quarterback, but at least they're moving in the right direction. 
Jaguar said, screw it, we're going to restart. <laughs> I don't really I don't blame, blame them. them. I really don't. And I, you know, I don't think that they were a full-on bad team from the get-go. I think they were just missing key players here and there. You know what I mean? And they've made bad decisions at quarterback. Yeah. Ever since Burnell um, left, they've made bad decisions at quarterback. Oh, yeah. They almost got, they got, what I think what they, what sucked for them is they got overachievers in Brian Lefwich and David Garrard, but that's all they got. And then they, I hate to say it because I do respect Bortles, but he really wasn't worth the pick at the time. Grant, he did lead them to an AFC Championship game, but that was Leonard Fournette in that defense really carried them to the AFC Championship game against um, New England. And so they did try. They came close, but then they were just like, okay, we're having problems. Um, they brought Coughlin back, which ended up being a problem, which I was surprised how that ended up being a problem. But then again, he's old school, can't really – and he's so ingrained into his old school thinking – his old school ways that he couldn't um, relate. And that's why he actually a lot of people said he lost his job with the Giants is because he was so old school, he couldn't relate well enough to the younger generation that he was dealing with. And that's basically how he lost his job Yeah. Um, in New York. And then he went here, came down here, where everybody's like, oh, the savior of the franchise is back. Uh, well, unfortunately not. So hopefully, because and that's why I think they went with Urban Meyer, because yeah, Urban he can Meyer relates to because he relates because he's a college coach, and he's and he surrounded himself with guys who know the pro game. So now he's going to try to take that I can relate to you, and I'm going to be that buffer between you and my coaching staff to make sure we run an or a, a organization in a way that's beneficial for everyone. And so that's why we're looking forward to that. And then the Buccaneers have actually been drafting really well and got the cheater Tom Brady. Yeah. Now we just need other other sports. We just need, yeah, to, the Saint, to, the Rays to need to spend better. Up a little bit, man. We Rays to... need to spend better. They're not going to win a World Series without spending better. I'm sorry. It's just it's yeah. plain and simple. They got to spend better. You don't have to spend stupid. You got to spend better. You got to be smart with your money. You can do that. You guys will eventually get there. The Marlins, I don't even want to know right yeah, now. I can't even. I can't even. Can't even, can't even touch they, that right they now. They did make. I'm geared, I give it to you. You've made two World Series, and then you fire your soul right into the offseason. You freaking rebooted. Into, I can't. I'm not. I sit there and go, how do you win a World Series and then fire sale your whole organization right after that? Yeah. I'm just like, what the f-? I'm just like, how do you do that? So I'm just like, ah! So they just, they're a headache. And that's the only two baseball teams we got, right? Yeah. Professionally? As far as I know, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, like I said, the, the Rays would spend wisely and more, they would be fine. The Marlins can figure out what the hell they want to do. They made the playoffs, I'd give them that. But it seems like they're not still sure what they're doing. Yeah, it seems like if we want to go watch a baseball game, we're going to have to go up to Atlanta. (sighs) Yeah. Which wouldn't be too bad. The Braves aren't bad. It'd be fun to watch. Until they change their name. It's a matter of time. I swear. 
All right, man. I'm done. I need to get off my soapbox. I've been ranting for almost 20 minutes straight. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm good to go, brother. Me too. So, be sure to tune in Tuesday because we got some awesome NASCAR to talk about. Unfortunately, it was rain delayed today, but tomorrow they're supposed to get on it. Bristol has got a dirt track on it. Yes, so excited. I can't wait. Stock cars are going in the dirt for the first time in 50 years. We weren't even born yet. My mom was two. That's crazy, man. In 1970. Yeah. The last time stock cars were on the dirt. My mom was just being born. Creepy. Yeah, my dad might have been four years old. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. We just really dated ourselves, didn't we? (laughs) Alright, uh, let's see. And then, of course, it will be the return of Worldwide Sports Talk on Thursday. <sighs> Feels like we haven't done it in forever. We haven't. It's been like, well... Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, we missed the last two weeks. And then, of course, tune in next Saturday as we prepare for the road to WrestleMania. We already had uh, our true uh, prediction already come true with Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, yes. Called that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Called it. I I don't know. I'm a little fifty fifty with Adam Pierce right now. What about you? Yeah, he doesn't really bother me too much. I mean, I I just didn't know who he was or what what brought him to the WWE. But now that uh, you know, I know that he was an independent wrestler and he's. He's seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, it's just a good fit for him. I don't know. Better than John Laurinaitis. Right? God, that was annoying. He At least does, he's not annoying. He doesn't, he doesn't even give, give off that annoying vibe. Like, he's just like, I'm here. I'm doing my job type thing. He's Yeah. He's okay. Though I will admit, I do miss having general managers. Yeah. Yeah, it makes things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it makes seem makes the show seem more fluid. Cause you're like, who's really running this shit? Right. <laughs> it's, it appears to be Adam Pierce. I wonder if he's got two contracts because he he appears on <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. Two contracts. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. He run he he appears on Raw and SmackDown. They're both on separate networks. It's yeah. not like he's appearing on the same network. Back when they were both on USA, I can see well, having one. they're probably doing it this way right now because of the pandemic. I probably. think once once everybody's able to go wherever they want to go again. Start moving around more. Then, the, then they'll probably switch it up and bring somebody else in and kind of make it so that Adam Pierce is strictly to one brand because it's just, it'd be too much for him, I think, to be going... Back and forth. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is a lot easier when you're just all showing up to the one same location. Yeah. So. Yeah, so and then, of course, next week we'll be talking basketball. And, of course, opening day weekend is next weekend. Looking forward to that. I can't wait. Oh, yes, yeah, some baseball, baby. It's going to be fun. My Dodgers are on opening night. Can't wait. Yes. I'm trying to figure out how do you not get the home how do you not get to hope, open up at home though when you're defending World Series champs? You have to defend. You have to start on the road. It's like, come on, let's celebrate the victory already. Let's get it done. This is why I like the NFL more sometimes. I swear to God, at least the home team, 
is the defend the home opener is the f- for the defending champions is prime time Thursday night football. Here we go, baby. We're celebrating our win. God, it's gonna be in Tampa this year. Oh my God, damn, Tom Brady, sweet Jesus. All right, get off your soapbox. These people don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably tired of me. All right, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.